This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you are listening or watching on the live stream, you'll notice I'm missing a co-host right now. He'll be back. Don't worry. He had to go tend to his little ones. But for now, you've got me solo for about two minutes. So make the most of it. A good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. This is the Southside Beat. Streaming live. There's Chris. That took only 20 seconds. You weren't gone that long. No. Duty calls. Duty calls. Duty calls. What's up, everybody? Chris is here. His kids are on fall break. So that means, which is a thing now. That means chaos. that was not a thing whenever I was a kid. That means chaos twenty four seven. The teachers aren't handling it for you today, buddy. You got to nope. get on it. Nope. You got to get on it. Uh, uh-huh. Chris is here now. I am Corey, of course. The Southside Beat every Monday through Friday, three to three thirty, live on YouTube on DK Pittsburgh Sports, and then later uh, where podcasts are found. We are day two into the Steelers' bye week, Chris, mm. but that doesn't mean that things are not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> no, plenty happened today. Plenty <laughs> did happen today. Um, so just on my end, uh, you know, you at home are thinking, well, the Steelers are three and two. They're on a bye week. Nothing's going on. We're going to chill. No, there's no chilling. They're still mm-hmm. working. Uh, yep. Today was a full practice, and after that, uh, defensive assistance and Terrell Austin were made available, and then Kenny Pickett spoke. So the word around the street right now is that players are literally done after today uh, up until next Monday. So, um, you know, they won't be practicing tomorrow. At least that's the word right now. And then tomorrow on Wednesday, the current plan is to talk to Matt Canada and various offensive assistants. But Mm -hmm. today was defense day on the south side, Chris, and uh, Terrell Austin uh, is not committing to play in Joey Porter Jr. quite yet. Uh, yeah. Um, and I quote, and I quote, not right now when the time comes, it'll come. And that is the response when I directly asked him, is it Joey's time yet? B Phil yeah. go orange. That's right. This is a Cuse yeah. lacrosse at vintage shout out to, uh, I forget what thrift store I found this in, but, yeah. uh, you know, you always got a rep. Yeah. Monongahela Mike, I got to agree with you here. Just, I, I don't agree. Um, Matt Williamson, if you haven't read it yet, read it. Uh, Matt Williamson has a good uh, war room piece on DKPittsburghSports.com, uh, which is titled pretty much just Stop Playing Around and Start Porter. 
Um, <laughs> TK says, Corey, Chris, you can smile. <laughs> I think we do plenty of smiling, man. I can definitely do more, but, uh, yeah. Um, now listen, this is, uh, I don't get it. I, I, I don't, I mean, he's I'd like, I understand when it comes to, you know, the, 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 the tackling issues and, and the, the willingness to want to tackle and be there every single time that it, it does get relentless after a while when, when mm-hmm. you're constant, especially when you're playing AFC North, you know, AFC North ball, playing the Ravens twice, playing the Browns twice, playing the Bengals twice. You have to be able to stop the run. Cornerbacks have to be willing to go in every single play, not take one snap off when it comes to, when it comes to being committed to stopping the run. Porter's not quite there yet, but, but like huge, but like, I like big butts, like, but the dude is just <laughs> shutting down on in, in corners, man. He like in coverage, he is shutting down. It's, it's a small sample size, uh, granted, but a passer rating of 0.0. That's all I gotta say. Oh. Gonna take me a minute to get over that one. <laughs> Went Sir Mix a lot. Shout out to Sir Mix a lot. Sure did go. Oh Sir, my Sir goodness. Okay, the yep. Joey Porter tackling thing. We talked about it. I feel like for the last week and a half on this show. So I'm not going too yep. far into it. Like he struggled with tackling in training camp. Like he he hasn't been the best tackler throughout five games of this season. And it's very evident that he has to grow in that. And that's fine. We could just leave that at that. But the coverage and what he has done as a shutdown cornerback in his snaps on the field, it can't be argued against at this point. Especially whenever the other two are struggling so bad. There's a large, large enough sample size. And I'll agree a point here with Mr. Malvo. The interception was candy. Lamar Jackson threw it right to him. However, however, Porter still had to outwork Odell Beckham for positioning. If you watch the replay, he had to get the proper positioning on Odell Beckham to even be able to make that play in the first place. So, yes, Joey's coverage skills, while the interception was a gimme, his coverage skills have been unmatched, unquestioned. He's been arguably the best cover rookie out of himself Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez, the three rookies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the cornerbacks that were taken in the top 32. So well, there were definitely, I think there were a couple more in there. There were a lot of cornerbacks taken, but either uh, yeah, way, well, Deontay Banks, but anyway, yeah, either way, those are the three that's like getting yeah. talked about, but this is a really strong rookie cornerback class and all of them are making impacts. Yeah. Like as of this point, it feels like the easy thing, like the slam dunk thing to do with this secondary is to start Joey in place of Pat P and play Pat P on the inside, and that's just a, an upgrade in two different spots. Yeah. Listen, I, I mean, the fact that – and I saw somebody bring up that, you know, they're not throwing to his side of the field, like, whenever he's out there. Like, how is that a bad thing? Good. Like, I'm not saying that, like, who brought it up said it, it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's a great thing. There was the same thing at Penn State. Like, they couldn't throw to his side of the field because they knew – they had no chance or had a very, very small percentage chance of getting a completion when they were throwing in his direction. So if you're on the field for 76, I think it is, coverage snaps, and you've only seen 12 targets, that means 
quick math off the top of my head, 64 of the snap of your coverage snaps, they're not even looking in your, in your direction, or they did look in your direction and you've already got them locked down enough where they have to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that, that is already is a win right there. And then you go on top of the fact that out of the 12 targets he's seen, or I don't remember how many it is. He's only allowed one catch and he has one pass breakup and he has one pick. Here's the point from B Phil. Doesn't need a tackle with the wide receiver. He's covering doesn't get the ball. Well, the, the the thing with the tackling, yes, that, that's in, ter- in terms of coverage, but the tackling thing has to do with run support. And if there's anything that we've really, really seen this season when it comes to the Steelers' lack of run defense, it's the cornerbacks not being not being able to tackle, not being able to contain their edge, not being able because the the long run uh, for the Browns that ended up going for a touchdown or close to it. I can't remember, but the really long one, Levi Wallace didn't do his job at, uh, you know, setting the, or containing the edge as the cornerback. Uh, same thing happened against San Francisco. It's happened in multiple games this year. The cornerbacks did not do well in run defense uh, in Houston. Nobody played well in Houston, but you know, same thing, you know, there it's been a problem. And if that's the weakest part point of like Joey Porter Jr.'s game, it is something that that, that that does matter. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just saying Levi Wallace and, jo- and Patrick Peterson aren't doing either one. At least Joey Porter Jr. is getting the coverage area of it down. So let him out there. Let him you know, go out there. Let him start and be the, be the guy who's going to shut people down. Uh, I like this comment from Brett. There has to be something to practice or seeing that he's doing wrong and could be exposed. And this was part of the... Um, negative remarks about Joey Jr. coming out of the draft. He's very handsy. He's very physical. And you can be handsy and physical, but at the level that Joey played it at, at some points at Penn State threw up some red flags, you know, to NFL scouts and just the way that the NFL Mm -hmm. is officiated. Quite frankly, this isn't about, you know, is Joey bad at coverage? Because he really was never bad at coverage. It was just how is his style going to translate, and is he going to get flagged every other play he's out there? He hasn't gotten flagged yet. Mm-hmm. Nothing negative has happened in, in the coverage department, mm-hmm. but the, the concern right now is the helping with the run game. If you watched you know, what Houston was able to do, um, you know, or rather what Cleveland was able to do, the plan is see Levi Wallace, Pat Peterson, run it Levi Wallace, Pat Peterson. Yep. This isn't just a Joey Porter thing when it comes to defensive backs and their lack of tackling. This is also Joey Porter. This is also, uh, pardon me, Pat P, Levi Wallace, and Chandon Sullivan, etc. So, you know, Terrell Austin today, another thing that he talked about was, you know, the positives and the negatives, if you will, the pros and the cons. What did he like about the Steelers defense pre-buy and what do you like, what does he want to see the Steelers defense improve on post-buy? And mm-hmm. the thing he talked about as far as improvement post-buy was eliminating those explosive running plays, was eliminating those splash plays like you saw from Christian McCaffrey, like you saw from the Browns running backs mm-hmm. and, you know, run defense, cutting down the big plays and even the big pass plays as well. But he mentioned specifically, and I'll paraphrase it, um, you know, get you know, get the big running plays off the tape. And when you get into those rundowns, you're not um, letting them run for over four yards a carry. That's a big magic number when it comes to the run defense. And yep. that's one thing Tara lost to really stress today on the South side. Uh, B Phil here says, and this is something where I'm going to kind of go a little bit into like the, the chalk talk type stuff. Uh, B Phil says, let the linebackers worry about the run game. 
run defense is, I mean, just like I'm past defense. I mean, it, this sounds like a cliche, but it really is an 11 person job. I, I mean, it, it just is. I mean, yeah, you have your, obviously your, your interior defenders need to eat up space, need to, you know, keep their gap integrity. Edge defenders need to make sure that they're containing their edge. Uh, linebackers need to fill open gaps. Um, cornerbacks, especially in today's NFL, because outside zone is very popular. Um, it is a very, very popular concept that is called the Steelers run it predominantly. And the, the entire goal of that, the entire goal of outside zone, especially if you hit your main attack point, which is usually off tackle, is get one on one with the cornerback. That's what all teams are trying to do whenever they run outside zone. They want the running back to have a one on one with the cornerback. If they block it properly, it will be running back versus cornerback, and that usually favors the running back. That's one of the reasons, one of the several reasons, why the Steelers predominantly want to run outside zone with Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. Because if you get Najee Harris one-on-one with a cornerback in space, more times than not, he's going to win that. That's just, you're playing the percentages at that point. It's the same thing. It's the same concept right now. Teams are seeing Houston did a great job of it. Houston's seeing, wow, these cornerbacks are not doing well in run defense. We're going to run outside zone and run right at them. And what happened? Damian Pierce ran all over them. Devin Singletary ran all over them. I mean, it just, it just, that's the, the way it went. And cornerbacks absolutely have to play their part in the run game as well. It's not something that they can just forget about, let the front seven handle it, especially in today's day and age where the Steelers are running out of their nickel formation more than anything else because sub-package football is just the norm nowadays. That's not just the Steelers thing. That's across the entire league. Robert asks, why don't the Steelers release coordinator full press conferences? <laughs> There's nobody to monitor the comment section. That's why. <laughs> That's their prerogative. <laughs> I mean, look. Can you imagine the comment section for every Matt Canada press conference? It would be more entertaining than anything I could find on television tonight. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah. It would be way too entertaining. And listen. <laughs> So as a reminder to those who are probably wondering, like, yeah, Terrell Austin gives seven-minute press conferences, but why doesn't Corey and Chris upload the full thing? The short answer uh, is well, we the short answer yeah. is we can't. Yeah. We we're not allowed to do it. The NFL has 90 a rule. seconds is the max, yeah. The NFL has a rule where every independent outlet, so for example, DK Pittsburgh Sports for one, the Trib for two. The PG for three, 24 seven sports for four, et cetera. So on it's ESPN for five, so on and so forth. Every independent outlet is capped to 90 seconds, one minute and 30 seconds of video per day that they can post. And that's across all social media channels. So that being said, we are not allowed to do it. So we have to pick and choose our spots, which is why, if you go on this very YouTube channel that you're listening live on and you go into the videos tab, you'll see, I believe, like a minute and 15 of Terrell Austin and then 20 seconds or so of Kenny Pickett. So that's pretty much your cap right there. Swan with the $5 uh, super chat. Hats off to Broderick Jones for looking like a good draft pick and left tackle for this team. It's one game, okay? It's one game. And Broderick Jones was the thing we were going to talk about today. (laughs) It's one game, but let's see it. In, in, another, in another game. 
Uh, Broderick Jones is going to have to help stop some kid named Aaron Donald. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. So that's going to be a challenge week two against the Rams. But, man, Chris, I'm really encouraged by what I saw from Broderick. Um, yeah. and real, real quick yeah. before you make that point, um, there is an account that has been releasing full interviews, and, and trust me, people are aware of that. So, um, Chris, Broderick Jones. Yeah, Broderick Jones is um, – I, I mean – it's, you know, the whole, the whole thing with the Steelers is they don't flap in the wind. You know, that, that is something. And for the most part, that really does. That is, it's a good thing that Mike Tomlin doesn't do that. He doesn't just, just go back and forth willy nilly because that, that can show that can really send a very inconsistent message to the rest of to the entire locker room. Really? However, Broderick Jones, man, first start, first NFL start goes in against the Ravens. And if there's anybody who really, really, really stresses the importance of the Steelers-Ravens rivalry, it is Mike Tomlin. And for Broderick Jones to go in in his first NFL start in that game and play that well, I have a hard time going back to Dan Moore after that. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying Dan Moore can't slide over and play right tackle because Chooks has been very up and down this year, more down than up. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not there talking with the, with those guys every day. Um, so, and obviously I'm not seeing what's going on in practice. Um, but I have a hard time, but you know, I, I disagree with the, with the notion that Joey Porter Jr. Shouldn't be starting. He should be starting right now. He's played well enough to do it. The other guys haven't played well enough. It's the same situation with Dan Moore and, and Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones, game and a half, game and three quarters, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. He's <laughs> Bob. Okay, comment listen. of the day from Bob right here. Lamar Jackson great comment. His helmet better than the football. It's actually not true, though. I mean, <laughs> Lamar actually played a really, really good football game. Oh, uh, if, man. if, if Ravens receivers catch half of those drops, it's not a Steelers win. It yeah. would, you guys would not be very happy. This football team would be two and three and no, I mean, Lamar Jackson played a really, really good game. Uh, Mike is not the only one that has asked about, uh, Deontay Johnson. He asked, when is DJ going to become, uh, be coming off of IR and be on field game time. Man. Uh, today, Deontay Johnson also spoke. Uh, in said open locker room. And and I love uh, the reaction. I love the quote. It's he awesome. goes, hell yeah, I'll be there. Hell, hell yeah, yeah, I'll be ready. And then I, being a reporter, had to say, Deontay, just to clarify, you're going to be ready to play against the Rams. And he said yes. So the expectation from hell Deontay yeah. Johnson is yes. Deontay Johnson is expected to be on the field uh, after the bye in Los Angeles. And uh, really, they they really have missed Deontay. I mean, like we can talk about Matt Canada's concepts. We've talked about those at length. We've talked about Pickett missing open throws. We've talked about that at length. Pickett is at least trending in the right direction. He's gotten better um, since week one. Um, I might even say that he's gotten better every week. There might have been a bit of a step back from the Raiders game in the Houston game. But overall, that Houston game wasn't really Kenny's fault per se. But he was a lot better against the Ravens. Um, I'd say he was probably about as effective as he was against the Raiders. It's just the Ravens have a much better defense than the Raiders. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, uh, a quick uh, but, shout out Brent gives to Brad Wing yep. for his services over the last two games. Uh, in case uh, you missed it, it's on the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, Brad Wing was released by the Steelers, which indicates that Presley Harvin uh, yep. will be ready to return after the bye. Uh, after missing two good. games with his hamstring, I think Brad Wing did a fair job at punting and holding uh, in those two games. He did his he job did. correctly. Yep. And that's all you can yep. ask. Uh, yep. Hodge asked, how is Pat? And I believe this is Pat Fryermuth. Um, I think Pat is still going to be a couple of weeks out. Um, I think the initial diagnosis on his hamstring injury was that he was going to miss about a month. So I would anticipate him missing the Rams game and potentially the game after that. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. I, the thing, the thing is, they didn't put Pat on IR, and unless they think it's going to last him until you know end of November, you know they could put him on IR, but it doesn't seem like they're long term concerned over Fryermuth's uh, hamstring right now. So um, the indication right now uh, is that Deontay Johnson he says he's going to play against That's the Rams, awesome. and then I think Pat Fryermuth yeah. is still going to be. Um, a couple of weeks out after that. Um, a question from Mr. Nick of time. What's the plan at center? Hope Mason figures it out. And glad James Daniels will be back mm-hmm. after the bye. Here's the thing about Mason Cole, okay? And I know that his blocking hasn't been great this year. The thing that they love about Mason Cole is his ability to read before the snap and check at the line of scrimmage and kind of be that point guard, so to speak, that helps set everything up before the ball is snapped. And there hasn't really been a snapping issue either this year. What's your take on that whole thing, Chris? Listen, I've been I've been an advocate that you can't change too much on the offensive line. You know, the, the, I mean, especially early on in the season. Again, this goes with the whole flapping in the wind thing. Uh, the, the Steelers don't do that, and and this is the reason why. Um, communication is so critical up on the offensive line. Obviously, whenever like and. We'll hit on this, I'm sure, at some point in the show before the show's over. Obviously, when Kenny sees something and needs to call some sort of protection, that's something different. But when that doesn't happen, Mason Cole or the center is um... – <laughs> good job, Kane. <laughs> Better off keeping away let go of Gunner. Yeah, well, I mean, if Brad Wayne could also return punts, um, then maybe, but – yeah, he seems like know. a pretty athletic guy. He does. I mean, he he does. Just uh, he lo- standing next to him, those yeah. Aussies, man, they're they're athletic. They're built. Athletes. They're 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 built different. Well, when you have spiders, the I size wonder of if my head, uh, I'd be running too. I wonder if Brad Wing went over to the Ravens sideline and tried to play with one of those rugby balls. That the oh Ravens yeah, that was there. that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. People are kind of like giving the Ravens crap for that. I think oh, I, I think it was uh, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was all yeah. Rex over Ryan that. on ESPN was like, like "Why the hell are they doing this?" You, like know, you play funny football, because, not rugby. You know, it's funny because I I was up in the press box. You know, this is hours before the game started, and I see like a I see the familiar like style because I have friends that played rugby, and I see that style of ball. I'm like, wait a second. I grabbed the binoculars, and sure enough. You know, rugby ball, and for those that don't know, a rugby ball similar shape to a football, mm-hmm. but it's larger, 
and it doesn't have laces. So I don't know what the thought process is. Maybe it's like just to get the hands on something larger so you can get used to catching something smaller. Yeah. But the way that Rex Ryan broke it down, like when you catch a football, yeah, you got to, you got to have your hands like this. You got to catch it a certain way, right? Make the triangle. And like, you That's, can't do that with the rugby ball. Like yeah. I found that pretty interesting too. My football career ended after my freshman year of high school. And, uh, but whenever I did play, I played receiver and free safety and receiver. It's, it's that. That's a good point all, from all, Brent here. It's like pitching baseball kids use a softball. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't it makes, add up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Robert asks, when is the Southside beat baseball caps coming out? Listen, the best way for that to happen is to not pester DK or Dolly. The best way to do it is to hit the like, mm-hmm. hit the subscribe, become a member, do everything you can to spread this show to all the Steelers fans, you know, because the better this show does, the more we can do in terms of time on the show, anything. merch, anything. anything. So the more you guys can do for us, the better we do everything we can to get this show out there. Uh, we put it on podcast platforms. We do everything we can be filled with the Ace Ventura referencing laces out. <laughs> Absolutely. They're little footballs. Um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, just do everything you can to help us out because uh, that's the best way um, because supply and demand. That's just basic economics right there. This is why baseball players do some T work with the, those little hollow golf balls, those little plastic golf balls to help your hand eye. That's yeah. why they use tennis balls to help catch football. Yeah, they don't, you, they don't go the other go, way. Yeah. You want to go smaller, not bigger. <laughs> and yes, Mr. Nick of time. I'm glad somebody else knows the rules of rugby. You yeah. pass it laterally or in back. I couldn't tell you three rules of rugby. I know something I about, rugby. I know, I know something about a scrum. I, my, my That's knowledge one. of, my knowledge of rugby goes as far as Red Ross from Friends. What is a score called in rugby? Nope. It's not a touch. It, it's the equivalent no of a touchdown. It's called a try. No clue. It's called a try. Um, I will. I won't get too much. Into... I can give you all the all the soccer, and even then, I don't like calling it soccer. All of the football, football. Uh, it's not even that. If you go over to England, it's just you know football. You know, you go over to anywhere else in the world, it's just it's football. But Robert, if you we appreciate you sharing. And uh, Jerry, thank you we so much, Robert. Appreciate the it. Plug there, please hit the like button. Um, American football, soccer, as it's known here in the states, I love it. It's so fun. Like, have you been to a live football match? Well, have no, you I've been, been to I, a live soccer match? Yeah. So actually, so the first two years of the MLS here, I was living in New Jersey, and my dad and I had season tickets to. I mean that now they're the New York Red Bulls, but at the time they were the New York, New Jersey Metro stars. Mm. Um, and we had uh, season tickets to those and it was first row right in front of one of the goals. Uh, so I, I've been to a lot of matches and then I, I've been to a couple of FC Dallas games since living in the Dallas area. Um, but my, my goal, my real goal is whenever I finally do get over to the UK is to go to a Chelsea. Match. There you go. That my, would be a uh, big thing for me. I guess this is something I really haven't like said in this medium or on, on the site or anything, but like, I, I can't wait for basketball season. Like when my Cavaliers, when my Cleveland Cavaliers, your Cleveland Cavaliers, our Cleveland Cavaliers tip it back off this season. 
Oh, I'm going to be all over it. I can't wait. I love basketball. I love basketball. I have have a love-hate relationship with basketball because I love the Mavericks. I love uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, I love Luka Doncic. I just, I can't. The 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 game is just so unwatchable now for me. It just is. Um, I, I don't like the product now. I just. I also don't like the fact that the load management thing really has a. You never know when you show up. Like, oh well, LeBron's not playing because load management reasons, and it's like I just paid all that well, money for. It, 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 there's a couple of different things. It's just there are so many other tonight. Start a hockey. Are you? Am I going to be watching the Penguins tonight? You bet your butt. At least I'll be watching the first period until my son's baseball game tonight. But I will be yeah. watching the Penguins tonight, and I'll be watching the, the highlights back whenever I get back from my son's <laughs> baseball game. I am a gigantic hockey fan. I'm a hockey player. I love hockey. So I'm the same way as you are with basketball. I am with hockey. I uh, Matthew's a Sixers fan. I don't know about that, Matthew. What What's going on over there? What is that franchise doing? Is James Harden in? Is James Harden out? Does he want to be there? Does he not want to be? What are they doing over there? Uh, my Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. I mean, let's win the East. Like, let's just get it moving. <laughs> Kane could not disagree anymore with you uh, with your Celtics <laughs> comment. Just could not disagree anymore with you. Um, I'm I'm very excited about basketball season uh, to get going this year. Beefill says Hornets. I don't mind the Charlotte Hornets one bit. And, he, of course, the Penguins. I will be dual screening uh, professional wrestling and Penguins tonight. Um, uh, One on the iPad, one on the television. I won't disclose which is going where. Robert says UConn Huskies basketball. Man, I love that run to the Final Four in the title last year. I absolutely love – I love Dan Hurley. I love the run. I love watching that magic. Um, Obviously, getting to follow Pitt for myself and going to the NCAA tournament was was a dream scenario and was a ton of fun. I will Um, say college basketball is more, more fun for me to watch than the NBA right now. Like that, that's just it, it, it. I just, and there are some people who just like college sports over pro sports. I would prefer to watch the NFL over college football, even though I love college football. Mm-hmm. But right now, to me, the, the college basketball is more enjoyable for me than, than the NBA is. They're both amazing. I, I, I like, I've just always had an affinity for basketball. Like, yeah. I, I mean, just full disclosure, I have some health issues, so I was never allowed to play football. So, mm. like, basketball and baseball were the two things that I gravitated to, and mm-hmm. that's where it came from. Carl, my grandfather, loved the, the Celtics, and my dad loved those Lakers. My dad was a James Worthy fanatic. He Man, we really have the, the all James kinds Worthy, of fans. The Gail Goodrich. I mean, <laughs> we can talk NBA in here. The thing is, Pittsburgh doesn't have an NBA team. So <laughs> I'm assuming that if there are fans of, you know, the Steelers or the Penguins or the Pirates, they might have an, an, an NBA team. You know, I'm a Cavs fan. We have a T-Wolves fan with Matthew. We have a Suns fan and James. We have Lakers. Unfortunately, we, Randy, no. No. Neither Pittsburgh one of my have, teams. And, uh, undefeated. and Pittsburgh did have an ABA team with the, uh, the players, of course. Um, I am two and three in one league, and that and that team is going on a, a road to nowhere, and the objective is to not finish last. Um, my other team in my eight-man is four and one, and I just won a really emphatic shootout. Like, I had Jamar Chase, who had three touchdowns, and DJ Moore, who I, he also had three touchdowns. That was last Thursday. Yep. But I had Jamar Chase and DJ Moore in my starting lineup, and I still had to, like, fight to win the match. That's how close that one fantasy football match was for me. So, uh, yeah. Ryan was a Sonics fan. Man, I wish they had basketball up in Seattle still. It's just not uh, 
it is not going good in Oklahoma City right now. Like the Durant years, the Harden years, the Westbrook years, like those three just didn't gel. Like they didn't win at all. Like, so, man, I wish it would be back in Seattle. So last night, so I'm three and two in my league that I run. I started off 0-2 and, and I'm on a three-game winning streak. Um, and then in my other league, I am two and three. And last <laughs> night in that league, I was up by 18 going into last night's game. And Jacob and uh, Myers went off for uh, for the Raiders. Got go. to, got twenty point seven points, and I lost. So I was not not happy. Joe Yinzer, this is what I call the last three minutes of a show during a bye week. On a- <laughs> That's what I no. call this. This is show. This is showbiz, baby. You got to make it work. Tomorrow we'll have more football, of course. Oh no, um, we got plenty of football to talk about, and and mm-hmm. uh, I, we are getting near the end here. So I'll go ahead and uh, give my final thought. Um, this team is really, really gonna be glad to have Deontay Johnson back. Like yes. of all the things that, um, of all the things that the Steelers are missing right now, I think Deontay might be one of the most important pieces that's missing. Obviously Cam Hayward is a huge one because of who he is, because mm-hmm. of what he does on the field, on the sideline, in the locker room, off the field. He's just, he's Cam Hayward. But Deontay Johnson being able to be this guy who doesn't matter if it's zone coverage, if it's man coverage, he can beat anything. He can get separation on anything. And Allen Robinson, for the things that he does do well, it's not been that much, but he just cannot be Deontay. And Calvin Austin, while he's quick and shifty, just can't be Deontay. Deontay is, there are, maybe three or four guys in the league who are better at doing what Deontay does than, than Deontay. Mm-hmm. And that's just, now talk about anything else. Talk about yards after the catch, talk about anything else when it comes to Deontay, but when it comes to getting open, there are very, very few receivers in the league who are better at it than he is. And the Steelers absolutely need that as a perfect compliment to what they have with George Pickens, because this whole cover zero being able to throw back shoulders down the sideline is not the way to move the football down the field. It's low percentage. It's not, if you're going to live and die by it, you're going to die by it way more often than you're going to live by it. They need Deontay Johnson back. His return will be huge. And I'm, I'm done. Ryan. Oh, Kevin Garnett was a dude, man. I loved watching some KG with the twit with Dirk the Timberwolves. was better. Oh, come. I know Dirk. you're a Mavs guy. I love watching. Revolutionize the big man in the NBA. Revolutionize the big man. Well, Tim Duncan. I mean, the big fundamental Tim Duncan. Let's. I'm not saying Dirk's better than Tim Duncan. Okay, fine. I'm not saying Dirk's better than Tim Duncan. I'm saying that before Dirk Nowitzki, there was not a seven footer that would constantly shoot from outside. I hear you. I'm with you on that. That I mean, when we talk about big men shooting, which is now the norm in the NBA, that was not the norm. Dirk set that in motion. So. And then Nikola Jokic took it and and put the bar way up here. After hey, that. that's fine. That's oh my fine. goodness, I love watching the the yeah. funniest thing about Nikola Jokic is it seems like he doesn't like the sport of basketball. Yet he is the best player in the sport. Like if you watch his interviews, you watch his press conferences, he's like, yeah, you know, we won. Hey, whatever. Like that's what we're supposed to do. And if they lose, he's like, you know what? We'll just win next time. Like he has the most IDGAF mentality of any athlete uh, <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, Swan, no low res Corey this week. Uh, oh, darn, too bad. Shoot. Uh, Mark asks, is pit basketball going to be fun to watch again this year? 
Let me tell you this, Mark. You can find out that answer tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern here on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube Live when Gary Morgan and I go live for the H2P podcast. So if you want that question answered, yes, I will keep you on the cliffhanger. Yes, I will plug my other show. Yes, I will plug more ways for me to continue to create content and make a little more money maybe in the process. (laughs) I have one more final thought. Go ahead. Kenny cleared it up today. Oh, we completely skipped we that. Never, we never did that. <laughs> we, we cannot go without right. that. Kenny cleared, Kenny cleared it up today. I'll let you explain it exactly how, and then I'll throw in my break. My I'll turn it into English for everybody. Okay. I'll break it down like Oscar broke down a surplus for Michael Scott. I won't give the full quote, but the first sentence out of Kenny's mouth when he was asked, hey, what did quote, you do though. at the line of scrimmage? What did you do at the line of scrimmage that led right. to the George Pickens touchdown? Did you adjust anything? He said, yeah, it was the protection and the route. The route, excuse me. I say route okay. and the route. Go but ahead. There's there's a really important part of that quote, though. A yes, there really is. A really important part of that quote. Yes, we there is. We worked on it all week. Uh, we, it was something we worked all week on, he said. that That is the part where, okay, so when you hear just the, and this is, the people were doing this with the Jalen Warren quote. They were only hearing that wasn't the original play. And then nothing else he said after that anybody wants to pay attention to. People hear Kenny said, yeah, it was the protection in the route. And then nobody else wants to pay attention to what, what it was said after that. When he says we worked on it all week, that means that the play had a built-in check. If the Ravens are showing zero blitz, that means we check. We make sure we get the protection right. And, hey, George, this is your route. Mm-hmm. There's nobody over the top. Go. Just go. And I'll throw it to you. That is a built-in check that Kenny – that that was put in there in the game plan. So that goes on coaching. Kenny sees it in the game, checks to it. Good on Kenny. Good on Matt Canada and the coaching staff for getting that right and getting that in there. That is coaching at its finest. That is knowing your opponent, putting in built-in checks so that you can take advantage of their weaknesses. That's what coaching is. Now, it needs to happen for more than just one play. (laughs) It needs to happen for a lot of plays. But for that one play, Golf clap. Couldn't have said it better, Chris. Steeler Wade says Steeler Wade show says hello from Southwest Michigan. Shout out to Kalamazoo and the uh, associated areas. Uh, we did sidetrack, of course, with some basketball talk, which I'm always down for, by the way. Uh, but on on the football show, we will end with a football note. Uh, we will be back with more football notes on Wednesday after Matt Canada speaks on the south side, Matt Canada and the offensive assistants associated with it. It'll be a fun day tomorrow. I'll put it that way. Um, it'll be a very fun day tomorrow for I'm me. Sure, because I'm, I'm sure we'll have to talk about it again. Uh, about uh, you know, Somebody will ask Matt Canada about, oh. hey, when you guys built those, you put those built-in checks in and everything like that. And he, he's going to go on and on about explaining it in his very Matt Canada way. And we'll I'm not going to be the one to do it, but I'll bet. I'll bet it'll be asked. It'll be I'll asked. I'll bet a dollar. I'll bet a dollar. That Matt Canada is asked about, hey man, why weren't you jumping for joy after that touchdown? If okay, if he's not asked that, it's it's actually a big travesty because he was actually asked about his fake, not actually his burner account on Twitter in a press conference setting. As a as somebody who has been a beat reporter on that beat, that <laughs> We'll find out tomorrow. Bad questions irritate good reporters. I'll put it that way. We will find out tomorrow. It's not a good question. Is asked that or not. 
I'm not going to be the one to do it, but we'll see if someone does. He's Chris. I'm Corey. This has been a Tuesday bi-week edition. It's been quite a show of the Southside Beat. Uh, as far as we know, DK and Ramon in about 25 minutes, so uh, stay tuned for the bell there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>